dun 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 that's the theme music for today that's it nothing else just some dun duns i hope you like it Anyways, welcome back to Filmcraft. Uh, I'm Matt Ralston. Latif is not with us this week. He is off on a color grading assignment, which is taking all of his time. But I didn't want to have a week where you guys didn't have an episode. So I'm just going to record a solo one of a thought I've been having lately that ties into really two things. But before we get to that, I just wanted to say a quick shout out to Blue Yeti Microphones. And we're not sponsored by them or anything. We have no affiliation with them whatsoever other than we use their mics. I've had this gray silver Yeti mic for quite a while. And it started breaking down every time I would plug it and it's just super fizzy and whatnot. So I just emailed them and said, hey, here's what's going on. Is there any chance this cover under warranty? I've had it for like two and a half years. And they were like, yeah, no problem. So they sent me a beautiful new one. It's called Midnight Blue and I think it's pretty sexy. So i just like to say if anyone out there is considering starting a podcast or whatnot this is a great mic and any company that's willing to do that just you know out of the graciousness of their hearts and honor warranty i think they deserve a bit of a shout out so blue yeti thanks for being you guys all right so today's topic is i wanted to talk a little bit about the Zack snyder cut of justice league and i wanted to talk about it in a through a lens of expectations so For those of you that aren't up to date on this or you don't follow comic book movies all that much, I'm sure you've heard of Justice League. It's, you know, Batman and Superman, that whole squad coming together. They made the movie, I think, in 2016. Zack Snyder directed the majority of it. And then when they were in post, he had a family tragedy. So he left the project and Warner Brothers brought Joss Whedon on, who made the first two Avengers movies, to finish it up, do a bunch of reshooting. And what we got was Justice League. Um, now the majority of people really hated this movie. I won't give a review myself because that's not really relevant to the talk we're going to have, but for the last couple of years, ever since it came out, the fan base has been clamoring for release the Snyder Cut. And what that means is they want to see what the movie looked like before Joss Whedon went in, did everything he did, incorporated any studio notes, because you got to keep in mind, this is a huge huge machine. Joss Whedon is just a cog in that trying to make this bigger vision happen. And the vision really was Zack Snyder. So once he left, Warner Brothers had all these notes. He incorporated them. I'm sure he put some of his own ideas in as well. But it became what we got. And people largely consider that to be, or the hardcore fans largely consider that to be uh, a Frankenstein at best. So they want Zack Snyder to finish and release his cut. And this is something I wouldn't say I've followed for quite a while, but It keeps popping up in my Google feed, and I do enjoy reading about it because it's interesting to just hypothetically think, like, what would this version look like? Apparently, it was radically different, and Zack Snyder kept coming out every now and then saying, you know, here's a tease to what my Justice League looked like and what I was going to do after it, and the, the vision seemed quite a bit darker, which is very, very in line with Zack Snyder, and just very different than what we got. Anyway, so this happened for years. I think it was like pretty close to three, four years. And recently HBO announced that they are going to release the Snyder Cut. So right now Zack Snyder is finishing up post-production on his cut of Justice League. They're going to release it sometime next year. And the internet 
especially the diehard fans of what Justice League could have been and diehard Zack Snyder fans are having a field day with this. They're stoked. There was even reports that they were taking their Justice League Blu-rays and breaking and burning them because that version was dog shit. Now we're going to get the real version kind of thing, right? And this whole thing got me thinking about expectations. So I know these hardcore fans, they are... They're burning their Justice League memorabilia because they're expecting once this new cut comes out, it's going to be so dramatically better that this inferior DVD I have isn't worth my time anymore and it's worth more to me to symbolically destroy it in support of this Snyder Cut than it is to keep it for whatever purposes, right? And it just made me think, like, these people are putting an immense amount of pressure on themselves in a way so by doing that you're hyping this movie up internally to a massive degree i know some people think it's going to come out and it's going to be you know the best movie ever the godfather is going to look like i don't know some kid's show beside it and i started thinking how when you have this train of thought it kind of doesn't benefit anyone other than and not even yourself actually because what's going to happen is this movie is going to come out and what I think a lot of people are overlooking is that Zack Snyder is finishing the cut that he had and when you step back and look at studio movies as a whole and the way they're made is you know you get all your pre-production script cast all that kind of stuff you shoot it and then you go into post-production and that's where we're really going to focus today because with these huge movies and even on smaller movies with what we don't say we did a little bit of this as well is you watch your cut you kind of evaluate it you say okay i like this i like that let's try cutting out this scene let's try throwing in that scene let's use a different angle here and you're really finding finding what your movie is in post and how to tell your story it's very famously called Editing is the last rewrite of the script. And what very often happens in smaller movies sometimes as well, but always in these bigger movies, is you get to a point where you have enough of a cut ready that you can see where you need to reshoot. And reshoots happen all the time in these big movies. Now, with the Snyder Cut, I think what people are largely, largely ignoring is that Zack Snyder will not get to do these reshoots. So his, call it V1, version 1 of Justice League, they're going to fix the visual effects on that, you know, maybe take out a scene or two, but they can't really add anything in. Ben Affleck is done as Batman. HBO has already said they're not giving him more money to bring these actors back in and shoot stuff. And even if they wanted to, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so they can't do that anyways. So what you're going to see will largely be that Zack Snyder vision but it won't be fully realized because he didn't get the time needed to go and fully realize his vision. I'm sure even once it comes out, when he'll watch it, he'll say, you know, oh, I really would have loved to, here's an idea for a scene we could have put in between these two scenes that would add meat to this character, that kind of thing. He didn't and, didn't and isn't getting the full reign of everything. He has Play-Doh right now, and he can make the movie he wants to from that, but he can't get more Play-Doh. And I think this is going to... It will impact the movie ne negatively. 
I don't see any way where they had a cut that was better than The Godfather. Zack Snyder had to leave. They called Joss Whedon and said, can you make this movie worse? Like, that was never the intention. So with this, I think people need to keep their expectations in line with, he's going to do, he's going to make the best movie he can with what he has now. But the extra tools he has available to him, sure, if it's an action shot and he's like, oh, I really wish Batman punched that guy right here, they can do that. But in terms of scenes that will be character or world building, especially with dialogue, he can't add really anything unless you go to some pretty extreme lengths like what they did with Princess Leia in the last Star Wars movie. But even then, I would say it's highly unlikely they would do anything like that. So what I would say to Zack Snyder release, not Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder release the Snyder Cut fans is, yes, you are getting a different Justice League. And that's a good thing. I, myself, am really excited to see it because I think when you watch the original movie, you could see hints of that vision. And obviously, we don't know what the full realized vision is, or at least the V1 realized version is that we're going to get until we get it. But you are going to get that. However, temper your expectations because they don't... Zack Snyder's not getting any reshoots. And honestly, with these big movies, it, you very often reshoot more than once. I know Avengers Endgame reshot three, four times. Not the entire movie, but huge sections of it. And even at the end, spoiler for Endgame, if you haven't seen it, which I imagine everyone has, uh, when he has Iron Man has the Infinity Stones and he says, I am Iron Man, he does the snap. That very famously came weeks before the movie was released. They had him doing the snap and they didn't have any line for him to say or the lines they had weren't satisfactory until an editor said what if he just said i am iron man they were like holy shit they got a camera they went and shot it with robert downey jr so if you don't have this ability to keep shooting little things and reshooting like you do with these big studio movies it's going to impact it now i don't know maybe i shouldn't have said it's not going to be the best movie ever maybe he just Zack Snyder completely knocked it out of the park on this first cut and really only needs his visual effects. Maybe, maybe. Um, probability says probably not, but maybe. So bottom line is I just wanted to say, don't get too excited for this. Temper your expectations. In the, word, in the words of uh, Kratos from God of War, keep your expectations low and you will never be disappointed. Just kind of be happy you're getting this cut we get to see into a weird kind of alternate reality that we don't really get much with movies, especially these days. Like the director's cut was largely a thing of like the 80s, basically, with Blade Runner and whatnot. So I think it's a really cool, call it film cultural phenomenon. And I'm excited to see it too, but just tell yourself, you know, the vast majority of what Snyder shot is probably in the Justice League that's out there now. So it's going to be different, yeah, but it's not going to be everything totally, completely different. And if you you also should ask yourself, did I like Man of Steel? Did I like Batman vs. Superman? And if you like those, I would imagine Justice League will fall along those same lines. And if you didn't, then again, it's probably going to fall into those same lines. He had a big, sprawling vision over many movies, and this is a piece of that. So, yeah, just don't build this up too much in your head guys and uh keep your expectations low if they're surpassed fantastic and if it's pretty much not that good 
you're like, well, at least I had my expectations low is pretty much what I thought it was going to be. And then you won't be disappointed. So just keep all these things in mind. Don't have an unrealistic expectation for what this is. And that's pretty much it. But this thought on expectations got me thinking about making our own movies and the way that we set expectations pretty well subconsciously in our head while we make our own films. So I wanted to tell a little story and hopefully give a little bit of a valuable lesson attached to the back of it. So basically, I'm going to tell you the story of when we made party stories and we made what we don't say. And even going into the next movie we're going to make, I wanted to talk about it again through the lens of expectations. So party stories was my first movie. I had never made a short before that. I had produced some, but it never had any of my scripts produced and I had never directed anything anything so anything that was call it my vision hadn't really been made yet and party stories was the first of that it was the debut of that and I'm not really calling it the debut feature anymore because it's 58 minutes which doesn't really fit it but it was the first time I tried to make something that came from me and when you're making it and when you're shooting your first thing I think 99.9% of the time, you're going to have this thought where you're like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this. The shooting's going pretty well. I felt good about the script going into it. You know, these characters are largely coming to life the way that I thought. And you're going to feel good. And the thought's going to pop into your head of, what if this really takes off? You know, what if we edit this and this is one of those just no-budget indie darlings that kind of is the little movie that could and it just gets picked up and it get, gets passed around. Maybe someone buys it. Maybe you'll make a bit of money. Maybe you'll get to go on and make your next thing. You'll get an agent or a producer will say, I've got a bunch of money. I really liked your film. What can we do next? And I know this is how I felt during Party Stories. And the moment that started... I'll call it fading, was when we got just past the rough cut. I remember watching it and thinking, okay, there are parts here that work really well. There are parts I don't like at all. But overall, I don't think this movie is going to blow open any doors. It's not going to drop any jaws. I think it'll be okay for what it is the good scenes will be strong which I still think they are but it's not meeting this expectation of reaching for the stars that your subconscious kind of held on to of maybe this is it you're gonna knock it out of the park on your first try and that's okay when you start to realize that and you start to alter your expectations I think it's really it's better for you because I remember when we finished Party Stories I was just like I it's not that I'm ashamed of this it's just I'm not proud of it in a way that I had hoped I would be once it was finished you know it's not it's not a masterpiece that's the bottom line so going into what we don't say I was like okay I've had this experience of making the first movie and call it battling with my own expectations. So how do I do that differently? Because this feeling of 
this movie didn't come out the way I wanted it to, and or not the way I wanted it to, but it didn't meet my highest expectations. And my, call it ego, is kind of hurt by this. I don't like this feeling. How do I avoid having this again? So I just kind of studied the feeling of shooting for the stars that we had with Party Stories versus the call it fall to reality that I experienced once, you know, the quality of the final film became apparent. And I said, okay, going into what we don't say, I'm going to try and keep this more grounded. So my expectation is I know now I can write a hell of a lot better because we went through party stories. I learned a lot from it. And just by watching your own work, you'll kind of learn what works and what doesn't, especially if you're honest with yourself in the cutting room and saying, you know, this scene's really long, we can cut out these lines, we can cut out this scene entirely. You start to learn what's more, has more meat on the bone compared to fat. And you always hear you want lean movies, so I can write in a way where I can trim more of that fat away. So it's like, okay, the expectation of writing, I know I can make a better script. That's going to be my goal. It's not going to be, let's make the greatest script of all time. It's going to be, I want to build upon everything I've done with party stories. And I want to make a better movie. So I feel I can do that. There's my expectation. And once we did that, when we got pretty well to shooting, I'm like, okay, that I met my expectation. This script is immeasurably better than party stories. So what are my expectations for shooting this? And I was like, okay, it, I want to take a more cinematic approach, a more heartfelt approach, and I want to structure this in a way where plot becomes apparent because Party Stories was a completely plotless movie. Okay, these are realistic expectations. So we went and we shot. I met those expectations. But again, this is where it gets sticky because at this point in Party Stories, I was thinking maybe this will blow the socks off everyone and we'll get this huge deal. So during what we don't say, it was going well. The shooting was going very well. And indeed, the entire shoot did go very well. And I felt that feeling creeping up again. And I just had to kind of sit and meditate for a second and tell myself, okay, feeling, you're back. <laughs> I don't want you to be back. And you're kind of not doing anything positive. Because if I have a high this high expectation and the movie comes out and it doesn't meet that, I'm disappointed. But if I have an expectation of, okay, I know this movie is going to be better than Party Stories. I have a feeling it'll get into some festivals and it would be great if we got I just some people to watch it, some eyes on it. Okay, that's kind of doable. I don't, I think with the quality of this movie, how it's coming out, how I see it going in the editing room, I think we can do that. So that's where I kept my expectations in my head pretty well the entire time, or tried to at least. And then once we finished the movie, I remember thinking, you know, yeah, this turned out way better than Party Stories. The initial hope of, I want to make a movie better than Party Stories, we did that. I think it's stronger in just about every single way. So we achieved that expectation. The shooting, you know, achieved that expectation. And now it was time for it to go into the world, submit to film festivals and see what we could do there. And this is where just hanging on to that idea of keep your expectations low really worked out for me, I think. Because I told myself, you know, we get into a couple festivals, we get some eyes on it. Hopefully the actors 
get some recognition for what they've done, and Latif gets some recognition for his cinematography, because I think those are the... Oh, and the score, because I think those are the strongest points of the movie. I don't really care if I get any recognition or whatnot, but I think those are the biggest things that... I would love to see their hard work and tremendous result pay off. So we got into some film festivals. Latif's cinematography was pretty well praised right across the board. Uh, the soundtrack received also very good reviews. And even Cougar was nominated for Best Actor at some fest festival, I can't remember. And then we got distribution. And now the movie's coming out on DVD and streaming worldwide in less than a month. So sitting here telling this story now, I think it's very, very good where I kept my expectations. I had always secretly hoped that we would find distribution in some way, but I wasn't hope or I wasn't expecting that Sundance would take this movie, you know, IFC would buy it for a million dollars. I never thought that. In fact, we didn't even apply to Sundance or anything because I didn't think that a movie made in Canada on $6,000 with no stars had a chance of getting in there. So we set our expectations on not A-plus festivals, but A and B-tier festivals, and we did, you know, pretty well in it. Then we get distribution, and when that happens and you've kept your expectations this low, it's really, really nice. So I remember thinking in that moment, I, I stopped myself from hoping that I would get distribution. Because if we didn't, then I wouldn't let myself down. And now that we have, I'm kind of elated, you know, I'm, I'm more proud of what we've done and it managed to have these legs that are longer than I would have thought. I feel good compared to if I had had that mindset of this is going to Sundance, it's going to get bought for a million dollars, that doesn't happen, then I get distribution out of a small film festival in New York through a smaller sales agent out of the New York area. I would have been like, this is massively defeating my expectations when really in itself just getting any type of distribution like legitimate not just throw it up on amazon yourself but like legitimate distribution they're taking it out to tons of different streamers and companies and you know it's on pre-order for at barnes and noble and turner classic movies right now if i had thought it was going to sell at sundance and end up with that i'd be disappointed but since I kept my expectations low, the fact that we're getting even this little bit, or depending how you look at it, if you're a filmmaker coming from nothing, this lot of bit recognition and distribution, it's, it's very, very nice. So this is all a very long-winded way of saying when you go into making a movie, whether it's your first movie, whether you know it's your second or tenth, just try and stay grounded. Keep your expectations low, but in a, a positive way. You don't want to be pessimistic going into it. You don't want to say, I'm making this film. It's probably going to suck ass, and I'm going to abandon it in the edit because I don't like it. That's not going to get you anywhere. Then you're just going to be that guy that 
you know, is kind of a dick <laughs> and anything you start, you don't finish. But just say, you know, I'm going to make this movie. I really believe in it. And that's up to you to find subject matter and themes and stories that you are ready to believe in. But say, I really believe in it. I don't know where it's going to go. But realistically, as long as we meet X, Y, and Z parameters, which, you know, might just be get into a few festivals, uh, have a couple eyeballs see it. Then if you're real with yourself, I think that'll take you a very, very long way. And in the chance that you exceed those expectations, you're just going to be happy, man. You're going to look forward to the next thing instead of always saying, you know, I'm going to make this movie. It's going to sell for a million dollars. doesn't happen. You make another movie. I'm going to make this movie. It's going to sell for a million dollars. It doesn't happen. Then you make another one. This movie's going to sell for a million dollars. doesn't happen. Then you probably give up, right? But if you keep your expectations realistic, keep building towards things, keep learning from the things you've done previously, what's worked and what hasn't, and be optimistic, occasionally happy, but never satisfied. And I know that can be taken in a kind of a dark way. But if you internalize that in a way that's just married to the love of film and your dedication of hard work, I think you'll end up being happy. And in this crazy, crazy industry we work in that's insanely competitive, being happy is a pretty good step to being successful, I think. All right, there's my rant. I hope it helped you guys. And I would like to thank ACAST, a.k.a. Podcast Daddy, for having us on for another week. And we will see you next week, hopefully with Latif. Thanks for listening. I'm Matt Ralston. Bye.